When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle United have just beaten Bournemouth 2-1 at St James's Park ahead of the international break. Lee, wonderful atmosphere around the place. The crowd were electric. Steve Bruce is in a great mood. And to top it all off, a very good performance. Yeah, I mean, it's all a far, <laughs> a far cry from, you know, July when uh, Steve Bruce, you know, first got the job when it was sort of confirmed. And everything just went into meltdown, if you remember, basically. Um, it felt like the end of the world. But today, wasn't it wasn't um, the end of the world for the fans. They were absolutely delighted with you know, the three points. Uh, final whistle went. It's just a great place to be. Those dark nights, you know, floodlights are on. And final whistle goes, Newcastle got three points. And it makes the weekend for everybody. And I think Steve Bruce, when he came in, knew it was going to be a tough job to, to win a lot of people over. Uh, whether it for me is this about Steve Bruce at the minute? Possibly not. It's probably more about the, you know the fact that the team are are gelling now. Um, signings like Sim Maximan looking good. Um, Joe Linton steadily you know battling away, still waiting for the goal, but you know putting in the performances still. Jetro Willems looking good as well. And for me today, uh, the defenders uh, getting the goals, Yedlin and Clark. It's a remarkable thing, but. It's three points, it doesn't matter how you win, it doesn't matter who scores, as long as you get three points. It was really important, wasn't it, to build on that good performance that we saw, especially in the first half against West Ham last weekend, to make sure that we came here today and we saw Newcastle United side um, in good spirits and to build on that victory down in the capital. And they did just that, and like we say, it was a a very good all-round performance yet again. Yeah, I mean, they had to fight tooth and nail for it, I mean, that's... It, you know, if a squad's unhappy, you don't get performances like that. The tooth and nail, those clearances off the line um, in the first half from Yerlin, there was blocks going in, there was aerial wins when Bournemouth were like piling the pressure on. So it was just a real hard fought but deserved win. And, you know, you look at the table, 15 points that at this stage of the season, it, it's, you know, it could be better, of course, but. It's a real solid platform to build off because you're now just five points um, from 20 and that's pretty much the halfway mark um, you know, for, for getting the, the points to stay up. Um, and I was never never in doubt that Newcastle were going to get relegated this season. Um, it was just a case of where could they finish, you know, around 15th, 14th, 13th, or could they push on and, and get in that top 10 again. They've got the opportunity to, to, to finish higher. Um, in a tightly bunched Premier League, but really good signs all around the park today, and you know it's a it's a happy weekend for for Newcastle fans. You mentioned there that Kieran Clark and Yedlin got the two goals. Uh, I think your tweet went down pretty well. You know Kieran Clark, top scorer, mate. Um, <laughs> but we we could have seen a lot more goals there today. I mean Alan St Maximum again and Miguel Miguel um, We just ask we're just asking when are they going to score? The those two had another good game and it all that was missing was the actual goal both went very close yeah I mean 
I would I'd be sort of more worried about them if they weren't, you know, getting in the positions. But Alan St. Maxman, um he effectively once he bursts into the, the half, the the whole of St James Park just goes off the seats. Um an unbelievable run, um, which has gone around the keeper and you think surely someone's gonna put it in. And then Almiron ends up uh, actually hitting St Maximin on the ground. Uh, comedy of errors in some ways, but at the end of the day, they'll create opportunities like that. And as I said before the game, those those runs for three players can't can't last forever. Um, but they're putting fear into defences, and that that is a that is for me a, a big sign again. So yeah, I mean you've got to applaud the team. It was very hard to pick a man in the match today. Um, bit like West Ham last week but whatever way you look at it whoever's got the goals it's five goals in two games and you know six points out of six going into um, the international break the feel good factor is around the place you can't deny it Jamal LaSalle's had to be taken off he did walk off he walked straight down the tunnel came after Quite a cynical push, I'd argue, off Calvin Wilson as 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 Lascelles shepherded the ball towards Dubravka. First of all, should Calvin Wilson have maybe been given a yellow card for that? And, and second of all, what is your understanding on the injury to Lascelles? Well, I've just seen him leave the ground with crutches and his right sort of knee in a kind of support brace. That doesn't mean to say that it's it's a horror injury. It's certainly not. It doesn't look like it's a a, br- a bad break or anything like that because he w- he wouldn't be doing that he'd be he'd be at the hospital so look it looks like it's precautionary but Steve Bruce said after the game he was waiting for assessments so I'm pretty sure they'll let him rest up tonight and then tomorrow have another look at it if there is a positive it's the fact that it's the national break um he's got at least a fortnight to to get it assessed um I mean it doesn't look. It doesn't look fantastic when you see the crutches, but um, I've seen players leave the ground on crutches before and 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 be back relatively quickly. So, fingers crossed, it's not a bad one. The other positive on that is, is that there's just so many defenders, centre backs fighting against the team. Um, you know, it, it, if he was out of the next couple of games, it wouldn't be as big of an issue. I mean, you look at Paul Dummett coming today, fantastic. Um, he actually said in the week, didn't he, that once he gets his opportunity, he said, I, I will be ready. So he's been putting the extra work in and you could see the sharpness there on the pitch today and I'd have no qualms if he started the next game against Aston Villa. Uh, I think he's more than capable of coming in. But there are others. Lejeune is uh, knocking on the door as well. So real opportunities um, for others to come in. When You know when one door closes, another couple open. There you have it, loads positive. We're going to go out and find Mark Douglas now to uh, carry on the podcast, Lee. Thanks very much for joining us. Now joined by Mark Douglas. Mark, we'd said at the start of the season that would be in this position, just a few points off fifth. Um, was it now one of four or five games unbeaten at home? And just a generally good atmosphere after everything that's gone on, what would you have said? Well, I mean, I've given up trying to make sense of Newcastle United. I've been covering them for 10 years and it, it just, you know, they um, they always sort of surprise you, not always in a good way, but but thankfully today it's been uh, it's been really uplifting. I think, you know, look, we can't deny that there are still overall problems at the football club, certainly. I mean, what happened with Strawberry Place on Friday shouldn't be forgotten and I'm sure a lot of fans won't forget that. But on the pitch today, 
um, I, I thought they continued the sort of progression that we've seen since that Leicester game. Um, the atmosphere was better. I still think, you know, you can feel the four or 5,000 that are missing, well, 7,000 today, another 44,000 capacity, which is obviously a concern because there's still a lot of people not buying this. Um, but you've got to say that the performance today, and especially that second half when I thought they were really, really good, um, was a credit to watch and, and really enjoyable as well. Um, so, you, you know, like you said, I mean, after the Leicester game, the way things were going, if you'd have said that they'd be in this position now, you know, I, I would I would have been hugely surprised because I could I, I thought it was going one way at that point. Um, so massive credit to Steve Bruce for turning her around. Newcastle went behind; they had to come from behind for the first time since March, first back-to-back win since April. Just a really good show of character and lots of positives to take into the Aston Villa game in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I think the main thing that, that you'd say about this squad is and this team is it, it's got. You know, a tremendous amount of character in it because not only have they come back from the Leicester game, which would have sunk teams with with team spirit that, that isn't as good as this this group, but but also like you said today, after for the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, you thought here we go again. You know, Newcastle are underperforming at home against against a team that um, you know that have come and, and sort of set their stall out, but the way that they came back was was really impressive. Bournemouth, you know, I think Eddie Howe said that he thought that Bournemouth made mistakes that let Newcastle back into the game. They did, but Newcastle were there to punish them. Um, yeah, I love watching Alison Maxman. I really do. Almiron, who's not had the easiest start to the season, but I'm starting to see real signs of him. Jolinton, you know, still doesn't look like he's necessarily going to score um, at the moment, but his all-round play was excellent. It's great to see him get a, um, a standing ovation, but Alison Maxman is, is a game-changer. I, I felt the season would would rest on his shoulders really whether he could be the difference um, and he's just a, a breath of fresh air he really looks like he's enjoying it um, he's so direct um, you know I think if he could score goals then you know Newcastle would, would maybe have one of the signings of the summer on their, on their books but possibly the reason why he's not got that final third ruthlessness is maybe why he's here rather than a, you know, a top four top six club um, because you know the way that he runs with the ball is is absolutely fantastic, and you can see that opposition defenders are, are worried by it as well. You know there were a couple of occasions today where Bournemouth didn't want to commit too much because they thought, well, if Newcastle get the ball to him, he's going to punish us. So, I mean, I'm really really enjoying watching him play um, at the moment. You know, people compared him to Ben Arthur in terms of just I think they're both French, both wingers, but. I've got to be honest, you know, I think he's doing more than Ben Arthur ever did at Newcastle in terms of his, um, you know, the way that he's running with the ball. Because um, it took Ben Arthur a while to get, you know, obviously he had a bad injury at the start, but, um, you know, I'm really, really enjoying watching him play and, and he's been a breath of fresh air. The relationship between Jetro Willems and Ensign Maxman really seems to be paying dividend. We've had a few of their relationships down the years, um, especially on each flank, but I mean, them two just look like they, they kind of understand each other and it's, it's, it's really is a, it's, it's working well for Newcastle. Yeah, both interesting characters interviewed Jetro Williams at the Foundation do on um, on Tuesday and he's um, you know he, he, he I mean looked he looked the, the part I've got to say um, you know he sort of we asked him about St Maxman he's a man of few words it's safe to say but you know I thought he was excellent in the first half as well. He was the one most likely to, to sort of, to sort of do it. But it looks like they've got a really good relationship there. And you know, you'd say Matt Ritchie potentially to come back in after the next international break, but he might have to wait his turn. Similarly, Lascelles has gone off today. Um, he's been excellent the last few weeks, but he might have to wait his turn. So there's a bit of competition for places in there. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to get back getting too carried away because, you know, we got I got maybe got a little bit too um, down about the way things were after Leicester. 
Um, but you know, all you can say is that that at the moment it's really encouraging, and there are signs that that you know Newcastle with the fixtures they've got in the next few weeks. Okay, they've got Man City coming up, which is obviously a really tough game. But they've got Villa, they've got Southampton in there, they've got Burnley, I mean, Sheffield United away. Looks like a tough game with the way that they're playing. But there's a few games that Newcastle will be hoping to pick points up from between now and kind of the middle uh, the middle of December in this Christmas period. Steve Bruce there in his press conference in, in good spirits and um and you know and so he should be. Yeah, I mean look, I, I think he wasn't everybody's first choice. Probably wasn't somebody who I would have said should have got the job. I think, you know, he was he, he was probably the option that Newcastle had to turn to in the end because the other, the first choices didn't uh, didn't want the job, and he probably knew that when he came in. Um, and given the circumstances, when he came in three weeks before the start of the season, no new players, a club in turmoil. You know, you can see the seven thousand not not still not coming to the games. Um, so you know, he, he inherited a, a you know a really really difficult situation. And look, the season's got a long way to go. They could still find themselves um, down there fighting. But all you can say is that after twelve games, this has been better than we expected and after the Leicester game that turnaround um, you know we saw Rafa did it last season and I, I remember waxing lyrical about how it's one of his best achievements as Newcastle manager turning things round from where they were well you'd have to say for Steve Bruce it's the same situation from Leicester they've won uh, they've beaten Manchester Manchester United they've beaten West Ham and they've beaten um, Bournemouth today three you know three sides that that probably you know on paper we would say Newcastle aren't as good at but they've, they've done really well there. they've only lost to Chelsea and they were narrowly out of it there um, so yeah I mean he's, th- he's doing a good job and I, and I think everybody said at the time we'd judge him on on results you know look the problem was that we, we could see what Rafa was trying to build um, we knew that he's a world class manager um, it, it was it was what he represented and what he could potentially do with this club rather than what he necessarily did at this club um, but Steve Bruce is here now and all you can say is that he's getting something out of this squad he's getting a tune out of this squad and and you know I, I don't want to go too overboard as I said because it could be in three four weeks time they lose a couple and we have to kind of criticize him as well but you know cr- all the credit in the world for him for the last few weeks because this has been a really good chunk of games they've taken seven points from a potential 12 um, they've gone up the table they're now you know, they're now a healthy distance away from the bottom three, which, you know, there were a lot of comparisons with Steve McLaren, weren't there, when he got the job. McLaren never got as, head of, as far ahead of the curve as this. And indeed, Rafa only got as far ahead of the curve as this in the second half of both of his seasons when he was Newcastle manager. So, you know, I don't want to be covering a football club that only is about surviving every year. And I think that's been the big problem with Newcastle. Um, and, and they have got themselves into decent positions a lot in the in the kind of Lee Charnley era, for example, uh, and then taking the wrong decisions. Um, so you never you never want to sort of shower them with too much praise because you never know what's around the corner. But you have to say that that at the moment and the way things are going into a two weeks off or, or almost two weeks two weekends off, um, yeah, it's looking better. And I think there's you know it's it's nice to be positive about things and it's nice to watch a team today. You know, looked as if they had a bit of a threat about them, um, and you know, it, it, it is does feel more optimistic, and I think that's that's a, that's a good thing. Um, let's not pretend there are problems with the football club. Of course, there are, but you know, today was today was good fun.
positive to be had. Just before we go and find Kieran Kelly, just a reminder that our live event is on Wednesday, the 11th of December. Nearly half the tickets are already gone. Mark will be on the panel. Are you looking forward to what hopefully will be a good night and a positive talking? Yeah, I mean, if they keep winning games, you, you know, and they've obviously, I think they will do stuff in January as well. So there's stuff, that there's, there's that to talk about as well. It'll be, it will be good. I mean, um, you know, it was brilliant last time. Last time we did it, you know, it's a great cause as well. And and I just think, you know, it'll be, it'll be it's great to meet meet people the readers you know I spend a lot of time chatting to people on social media and, and it's great to put names to faces and you know I, I think the one thing you would say through all of this the goods and bad times is there's an awful lot of people in the city who care about Newcastle United and it's lovely to go and talk to them about it there you have it head over to Chronicle Live you can find all the ticket details there and we're off to find Kieran Kelly to wrap up the podcast we hope you've enjoyed this episode so far it's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. So I've just uh, found Kieran Kelly. Um, a great performance, Kieran, and really good to see Newcastle going to that international break on a high. Yeah, I mean, to have back-to-back wins the first time since April, coming from behind for the first time this season and winning a game, that they're, they're huge, huge moments for this team and, of course, for Steve Bruce. I, I think it probably would have surprised him to have gotten to 15 points at this stage, particularly after what happened at Leicester, which was only six weeks ago, um, is a great win. I think there's so many aspects of it, but the spirit was really good for me. Um, you, you look at someone like Shelby, who... Knows he's playing for a new contract, knows um, as much as he's brought into the team to do things on the ball with set pieces and that, he, he really dug in when he got the armband and that was really encouraging. Well, certainly, you mentioned there, Shelby, obviously partnered with Hayden, who's come back into the fold and them two again had another really good performance um, just like they did last weekend and it's going to be an interesting dilemma for Steve Bruce to, to pick who starts in the centre of the park after the international break. Yeah, it's funny how the different subplots have developed over the season where you look at how they started with the 3-5-2 for the first game. Shelby and Hayden were in there. and It's the same at the back, you know, different guys have come in and out and those who've come in have really upped the level. So the competition is just getting better by the week, really. Um, you know, you have one week, Maddie Longstaff is man of the match against Manchester United and then the next you've you've Shelby orchestrating a, a 3-2 win against West Ham. So it's... It's really good, and I think the players know that they, they have to keep those levels up. You know, um, I don't think it's there's ever a danger of blanket changes in January, but you can feel that they're all pushing each other, and, and that's really important. John Edlin got the goal. Obviously, he started the season injured. We had a new right-back sign. He's come back in. Um, he's done really well, and it's just great to see him back to full fitness and, and really... Uh, you know, rising to the challenge of, of making sure that he's not only back in the team, but he's making that right wing back role his own. Yeah, for sure. I think you can see the benefit of the surgery he had in that for a long time he was playing with uh, on off pain in his groin for, for long stages of last season. And I think there were times where maybe teams looked at him as, as a weak link, um, if we're being honest in that Benitez system. But what he gives you going forward with those wing backs you know, Newcastle been working on getting the wing backs higher up the pitch and it, it's it's paying off uh, he was he had a goal chalked off for offside last time at West Ham and I kind of thought it was going to happen again it just seemed weird how everyone stopped and you had that delay with the with the VAR but uh, it was a big goal and then to go on then and, and another defender in Clark score the winner 
Um, yeah, it, 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 I'm still trying to get my head around. I've never known this far into the season this many defenders, so many different defenders scoring, you know, nearly two thirds of their league goals. It's it's bonkers. Wasn't exactly a striker's finish by Kieran Clark. I think if he hit it properly, we might have uh, needed another goal. But just a word on on Almiron. Plenty of effort again. Plenty of running about the place. And even though he's not scoring the goals, he, I mean, he's so important to to this side and on that counter as well. The blistering pace. Um, you know, all he needs is a goal. Yeah, I I, I kind of hope we're not to say that in March. But I, I that that is true. You wouldn't think this guy is gone. How long has he been in Newcastle? Since January, he's gone since January out of goal for for the new for Newcastle. You would not know that. I think his his physical run in. I mean, we've said it time and time again. There's a reason why Bruce didn't drop him and why he's kept faith with him. He doesn't go hiding. Uh, I thought the ball he played in for some Maxman and the run up to the opening goal was was huge. You know, it it took a bit of vision and to execute it as well. I think. You can see, particularly in these two games uh, that they've had now, West Ham and now um, Bournemouth, without scoring what he brings to this team. And um, yeah, it, it's the same with all three of them. You just wish they could get a goal, uh, you know, a three 0 win, all three scoring. But the encouraging thing is their their heads aren't going down, and the team is still performing as a unit and working as a unit. Right at the end, it was uh, it was tough to watch. Steve Bruce mentioned his heart rate. It was you were just waiting for for uh, Bournemouth to get a goal. And they very nearly did. I'm not sure how Josh or King managed to miss that great pressure from Fernandez and King headed it wide from all about four or five yards. But they really had to dig in in those last ten minutes or so. And it's that kind of work ethic we saw in the Rafa Benitez um, and it's continued on through and, and Bruce has made sure that it, it hasn't gone, it's stayed, it's, it's maybe increased in certain elements and it was just superb to see uh, the whole unit of that um, the 11 that won the pitch working well and, and, and securing Newcastle a vital three points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely I think they, they got the balance right when they went in front against Wolves it kind of, it seemed once they came out for the second half they sat in but they, they went for the second and of course even after they got that I don't think they necessarily sat on that they probably had the better chances until that King I still don't know how he didn't score uh, but you know uh, Joe Linton's lob um, you know, there, was, there was a couple of decent chances Newcastle had to make it 3-1 but it is encouraging that you know they are now scoring more than one goal in the game and that for the first time as we said already that they went behind but it wasn't a case of just trying to get a draw it was that they could actually go and win the game they had the goals and no matter how they've come they've spread around the team they had the goals to, to get back into it so yeah it's it's a huge platform now 15 points going to the break and you know there's I think it's just a ridiculous amount of games in 36 days after the break so they have a, a chance to, to push on hopefully now certainly do well this has been everything is black and white podcast we'll be back on Monday with special guest Bougie Castle's Matthew Raysbeck in the meantime enjoy your Sunday and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening